All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. This episode is part of a series in which I will be interviewing experts in the field of property, whether purchasing a family home or an investment. The series is designed to assist you in making better and smarter property decisions. Whether you have a mortgage or not, interest rates are always a topic of discussion in the media and even with the discussions that I have with my clients. Now, a question I get asked regularly is whether to fix or whether to not fix a mortgage. And many people have different perceptions of this. Some have had experiences with it before fixing an interest rate. And as a financial advisor, I'm not licensed to give advice on credit, which is why I work with mortgage brokers. And one in particular, who is Jono from Tora Finance. Now, I've asked Jono to join us on this uh, podcast episode to talk about this particular topic because, again, I get asked the question so many times, I thought I would have Jono back on the show to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Jono, thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks, Michael, for having me. I think you are on one of our third episodes or fourth episodes um, when we first started sharing more than the sheets. And um, it's, you know, you're my go-to guy when it comes to mortgages. And I'm sure this is a topic that you've had, you know, a question that you've had posed to you a few times um, over the years. Uh, Can we probably start by, you know, to those that don't know much about interest rates, could you maybe give a bit of a summary as to why interest rates go up and down? Yeah, so before we jump into um, why interest rates go up, we need to take a look at um, what the government's macro policies are um, in regards to the economy. So they have a macro policy of inflation of around 2 to 3%. So currently, inflation sits around 6%, for example. Um, so what we have is an institution called the Reserve Bank of Australia that will kick in and they will increase interest rates to con- to control that inflation. So basically, they're increasing the interest rates to reduce people's day-to-day spending. Okay. So so essentially, it's, uh, it's, like, it's like cooling down the economy, really. So if, um, if they feel that things are just getting too heated and inflation's getting too high, um, because naturally, um, as interest rates go up, banks pass that on and then people start spending less money. That's correct. Now, when it comes to fixing or not fixing as well, what would you say are some of the advantages and disadvantages of doing both? Because um, I mean, the way I explain it to my clients is that there isn't just one single answer. Um, there isn't a best, you know, way to, to to manage interest rates from a fixing or non-fixing perspective, and this is why it helps to talk to someone like yourself because you look at their individual circumstance and you look at their their cash flow and their goals and just to make sure that it lines up but if we can sort of go through the the, the pros and cons of fixing versus non-fixing um, I think that would be a, a really good place to, to to start there as well yeah of course so um, the reason people fix is certainty of repayments so you can fix from anywhere from one to five years so what 
um, you're doing by fixing is you're guaranteeing a repayment for a period of time. Um, this basically allows yourself to budget correctly. So in your space, I think that's um, very important for people. They want to be able to know exactly what they're spending so that they can control how much goes in and out of their accounts. So that's one of the advantages of fixing. Um, another is cheap money. So currently interest rates are at all-time lows. Um, yes, they have gone up a little bit, but a lot of people were jumping into the fixed space to lock in those incredibly low interest rates. Um, so I think it's there's a st- statistic of 38% of Australians are actually fixed at the moment. So they've locked in those um, very low interest rates. And um, yeah, basically they're saving a lot on their, I think it works out to be on the average loan, it was about 10 to 20,000 um, per year compared to what interest rates are at today. So yeah, there's a lot of savings there as well. So they're the two main benefits of why people choose to fix. Um, and of course, we'll try to keep this discussion as evergreen as possible. Um, but at the moment, there are quite a few things happening on the on the interest rate space as well. The other thing as well, like from a from a structural point of view, um, you know, there's when you fix an interest rate. I've always seen it as insurance, really. You know, you're sort of doing it. There's a chance that you won't be better off with a with a fixed rate, but there's um, there's that certainty factor. Um, you know, that helps people sleep at night. That makes them just feel better that they're fixed, you know. And the the other issue I think to, to consider as well is that probably the breaking costs involved. Like let's say you, you fix a mortgage and you, you decide to sell or you have to sell the house. Um, how does that normally play out? I mean, without getting into specifics with banks, because I'm sure they all treat things differently, but generally speaking, what are normally fixing costs? What do they normally look like and how do they work? Yeah, okay. So um, typically when you're fixing your loan, you're entering into an agreement with the bank for a certain period of time of how long you're going to keep that loan for. So if you decide with the, um, earlier to the fixed rate period ending that you want to end your mortgage, you're going to be charged a break cost. Now, the break cost is calculated based on the international international um, markets and it's based on those investors that are basically lending you out the money. So if you break early, those investors are being uh, basically shortchanged. And so the bank will pass on that break cost to you to recoup um, the cost of you ending the mortgage. And and, and with that as well, um, when it comes to f- fixing mortgages, like there's been a lot of cases where people will partly fix their mortgage. Um, because um, I guess the, the other, I mean, another disadvantage, um, to, to outline is that if they fix a mortgage, they can't, well, normally, and I know there are some exceptions, but normally they can't pay off the loan, um, or they can't pay off as much as they'd like to on it. Can, can you touch on that side of things and probably the pros and cons of, well, we know what the, the, uh, the, the cons are, but probably the, the pros of partly fixing a mortgage, um, and why you may recommend that sometimes. Yeah, so you get the best of both worlds when you um, decide to split your mortgage. So you can split part half the mortgage or whatever percentage you like to be fixed and you can split the other portion to be variable. The reason you do that is because you're getting the best of both worlds. You're getting certainty of repayments on the fixed um, product and then on the variable product, you're getting flexibility of repayments. So what um, a lot of our customers do um, they aim to pay down that variable split as quick as possible. 
so that they're paying less interest. But on the um, fixed rate, they pay the minimum repayment. So, um, so that's one strategy, basically saving on interest and paying down a mortgage quickly. Um, another strategy can be sometimes, and you're the financial planner, so you would know more about this, is um, tax strategies. So um, sometimes customers like small businesses may have a lot of funds, surplus funds available that they don't want to put into the mortgage. So they will put it into a separate offset account and that will reduce their interest repayments. So there's a couple of different strategies of why people do this, but um, yeah, that's basically the reasons why. And just on the topic of offset accounts, like, I mean, we've touched on this in our last episode together, I believe, but um, for those listening to this that don't know what offset accounts are and how they work and, you know, what the difference is, I guess, between putting the money in an offset account and putting it on the mortgage, can you uh, can you outline that side of things as well? Yeah, okay. So um, if you were to just to get a standard variable rate home loan, you would, if you wanted to pay off the loan earlier, you would put your money directly into the loan. And the way that you would get those funds back out is through redraw, where the bank has something um, that makes banking a little bit easier. They allow you to open an offset account. Now, the way an offset account works is the bank will open you up a separate transaction account outside of the home loan, and they will link it to your home loan. What you'll do is you'll put those funds, those surplus funds you have into that transaction account they've opened, and the bank will calculate the interest based on the home loan less what's in the offset. So basically, you hold money in the offset and it reduces your interest costs. So yeah, a lot of we find a lot of our customers um, love using that the an offset account just for flexibility and um, ease of use, basically. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. And even from a tax point of view, um, you know, this is something worth talking to an accountant about, but there are some disadvantages of put paying off a an investment property loan, for example, compared to putting that money in an offset account. Um, because essentially from a tax perspective, the tax office look at what the purpose of the loan is for um, when they're assessing whether you know, interest on a loan, for example, is tax deductible or not. Um, and a lot of people don't actually know this, but if you were to, for example, pay off um, the loan on an investment property and decide to take that money back out, it counts as additional borrowing from a tax perspective and you may not be able to still claim that whole mortgage on tax, you know, the, the, interest, right. the interest component of that mortgage on tax. So um, I haven't really explained that very you know, in, in much detail just then, but it's worth talking to an accountant about as well because there's the there is a few things involved when it comes to mortgages. It's not just, hey, let's fix, let's not fix. You know, it's you should talk to an advisor, you should talk to um, your accountant, um, and more importantly, um, a broker, and you should make sure it all fits within your overall strategy because some cases are really, really straightforward um, and some aren't. Um, and um, I mean, and I mean, on that note as well, it's. I think it's really important to outline is that fixing or not fixing, it really, really is a case by case basis. It's not, you know, hey, every if there's thirty people in the room, it's not like, hey, everybody should fix or no one should fix. You know, everyone has a different circumstance. And um, and again, I mean, if you can shed some light on this, John O as well, but even when it comes to assessing what the fixed rate is because there's there's been cases where fixed rates are lower than variables and then there's been cases where it's the other way around 
So the reason fixed rates are higher than variable at the moment um, is because the banks are forecasting um, interest rates to increase. So typically variable rates are lower than fixed rates. But let's say we were to go back um, maybe six months ago, the fixed rates were lower than the variable rates. Um, the reason being is that the RBA um, was was lending banks um, very cheap money so that they could lend it out to um, their customers um, at a cheap rate. So that was trying to stimulate the economy so that people were getting into, into housing. Um, what we're seeing right now is that the fixed rates are much higher than the variable. We're seeing as well some lenders are coming up with some off-market deals for their customers, um, giving them still some pretty competitive rates. So if you are looking for, you know, you want to fix and you're looking for a good deal out there, there are some lenders, if you do your research, that are still giving some pretty competitive two, three, four and five year fixed rates. So like I recommend going out there and talking to your broker and seeing what is available on the market. Majority of other lenders have their interest rates pretty high at the moment because they don't want to take on much more fixed um, fixed rate lending. So yeah, that's basically how the interest rates have changed in between variable and fixed over the last six months. Yeah. And again, depending on when you're listening to this episode, all that might be slightly different, but I think that the main message in that is that yeah, one isn't necessarily cheaper than the other. Um, it just depends on the period of time that you're looking at. Because as you said, six months ago, it was a completely different story to what it is now. Um, and um, and and if that is the case, um, and the, the discussion I normally have with clients when they've talked to their broker and they've come back to me and said, hey, look, these are the different options, is assessing the two different options and thinking, okay, if fixed is, you know, for example, 1% more than variable over – a year, for example, or two years, hmm, what are the chances that interest rates are going to go up by more than one percent over that year? You know, so so really, it's it's about what looking at the two options and doing like a bit of a cost benefit analysis to to, to work out exactly what's going to work out um, in your favor. And and again, it's it's like insurance; it's you're, you're playing the odds, and no one actually has a crystal ball. No one knows what the future holds, and uh, you know we. We, we can't just listen, watch the news, for example, or or talk to one broker and sort of think we know what's going to happen. It's no one knows, you know, and all we can do is speculate, analyze and make assumptions, essentially. The, the other thing as well is, um, can, can you touch on why banks actually want us to fix interest rates as well? Because um, we hear different things about uh, them having wanting certain amounts on their books and all this type of stuff. If you can sort of just briefly explain that. So why banks actually promote fixing, for example? Yeah, so um, banks uh, have a portfolio of of kind of like how people invest in, in shares. They want to diversify their risk. So banks do the same. So they have a portion of their books that they want fixed and that will guarantee them a return on their investment basically. And then the other portion um, they will leave is variable. Um Another reason is that they get lending from different sources. So they can get lending from, uh, let's say, for example, like I mentioned before, the RBA was giving bonds to the banks so that they could pass on these this lending to their customers. Um, so the banks were passing on these incredib- incredibly low fixed rates onto the customers, whereas 
um, sometimes lenders will use their investors' money for lending as well. So it just depends on what rate the banks get um, their lending at, and then they will p- pass it on to the customer. So it's a bit like diversifying their own portfolio as well. So, so, so really, the, the the main messages from all this, and the, the message that I wanted to really get across, and what you've explained as well, is that there are so many different situations as to when one strategy will work better than another. Um, and it's so important to talk to someone like yourself to sort of to get a better idea as to what the pros and cons are of both options and what the different scenarios are going to look like. Um, because, because um, as we said, f- fixing might sound great, but at the same time, if you're planning on selling the house soon, or there's a chance that you will have to sell, or potentially even refinance to, to buy another property, um, fixing may not be the way. Um, and if it is, maybe not fixing the whole thing. Um, but on the flip side, sometimes if you don't fix, you might regret it if interest rates keep getting higher. Um, so there's that certainty, um, that sleep at night factor, that um, that, that peace of mind that um, a lot of people do value. I just want to add to that, Michael, that um, 70% of Australians are, are leaning towards using a mortgage broker these days. Um, the reason it's so important is um, the only way that you will truly be able to find the best rates on the market is by uh, a professional who has all the statistics behind them. Um, if you're going direct to the banks and hoping to get the best fixed rates at the moment, nine times out of 10, you're going to be fixing in at a higher rate and not getting the most savings. Um, whereas if you use a mortgage broker, we know the lenders that are offering the sharpest rates. Um, that could be because they want to they want to increase their fixed portfolio. So we're seeing a couple of the lenders right now, during that time, they didn't get enough fixed um, fixed customers on their books. So they're opening the doors for more people to come in. So, uh, yeah, all I can say is go to a professional who knows what they're doing and that will ensure that you're saving the most amount of money if fixing is what you're looking for. And lastly, John, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you in Tora Finance, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so um, you can Google us um, on Google. You'll you'll find our office contact details or you can visit www.torafinance.com.au. Um, and it will direct you to to uh, to contact us as well. Sounds good. And uh, and also, I can just just to add to that, John is always willing to have a chat with anyone on the phone. So if you want to ever call him for a five minute chat to run anything past him, um, he's always handy with that because I call him regularly to ask him questions. And and we have many of those five minute chats that end up being a lot more than five minutes. Um, and and lastly, I don't know if you remember from our last episode, but we have our dad joke of the week yes and i found a mortgage broking one. Oh, very nice so, yes apparently most people want to become mortgage brokers when they grow up um, but at this rate they're going to lose interest <laughs> i like it very relevant it's pretty good it actually I said like bankers it. but i changed it to mortgage brokers <laughs> As, uh, i've been watching lots of funny dad joke um, memes lately on facebook and they're just hilarious but it's um well, you know, us dads were sort of we need to bring back the uh, the, the glory to our um, our dadhood. I love it. I love so, it. Give us that, more with our dreams. Yes, always, always. Do you have any that you can think of? I didn't really prep you for that, but uh, not really. No, okay. um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> so, I'm not a dad yet, so I, I, I don't have anything right now. Right, you're gonna, you're, you're, yeah, okay. 
you can pass. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Jono. Appreciate it so much. And um, I'm sure we'll have you back on really, really soon. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. And feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.